Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Yo, what's up, listeners? Welcome to another episode of Thinking Outside the Boombox, your number one source for hip-hop and R&B news. My name is Ahmad, and I am your host. If you are listening to this, then you probably heard um, the last episode, which featured my top 25 albums of 2019. It featured the five honorable mentions, and then it featured numbers 25 through 16 so i split that episode into two parts and what you are about to hear is the second part so um i had my homie devin in the studio um to discuss the top 25 albums and so you are about to hear the second part of that episode so it features numbers 15 through number one on the list so i hope you enjoy this episode uh, number 15 is uh, Diaspora by Gold Link. Uh, Do you listen to this album? Oh, yes. I, I've yeah. been a fan of Gold Link for a while. Okay. But I think this album was clearly overshined by a lot of the, the, the ignorant comments that he made. And it's just uh, like, you just, yeah. like, what can you do at that point? Because like, I thought the album was really good. I, don't I think agree. It would ever, I don't think it'll win any awards anytime soon. Mm-hmm. Um, but just, you know, from him, from his last album, and then the album even before that, I thought this was a solid production. I thought, I really, I really have always enjoyed Gold Link and that Go Go DC DMV. Movie. Yeah. That's, that's, been, that's been my stuff for a while. Okay. Yeah. I, um, I, I I like the concept of it, and it was it was funny that like him and Jadena were kind of doing the same thing. Like Gold Link was, I think he said in an interview that the concept was he wanted to make music across the diaspora, so like lots of different like African music. So he had like some like Afro Caribbean, Afro some dance hall. Like he had so many different types of music mm-hmm. on the album, and it it all kind of fit. It all, yeah, it, it all worked. It was still a cohesive album, so I appreciated that he was able to make that work. 
Um, his his rapping was, you know, he didn't lose a step. It was mm-hmm. exactly mm-hmm. how Goldrelink has rapped in the past. It was like, all right, he's he's in fine form. I don't have to worry about that. Um, let's see, what were some of my favorite songs? That joint with Tyler, you say, yes, was good. Oh, the one with Pusha. Uh, Coke White, I mm-hmm. think. Coke White, yeah, I think it was. Man, I think it was Coke White. That was a good one. He had a song with Wizkid, um, No Lie. I think that's the name of it. Mm-hmm. That was Spanish a dope song. With, uh, yeah, like, he was nice too. I, I really enjoyed that one. Yep. One of the songs, like the thing I, I've always liked about Golden Link is like he's the type of artist I will play when I'm cooking in the kitchen, and the next thing mm-hmm. I'll be dancing and like, like hold on a second, am I supposed to be doing something? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so shout out to Gold Link in this album. Uh, this came in at number 15, Diaspora by Gold Link. Number 14, Love and Compromise by Mahalia. So I think I first heard of Mahalia last year. She had a song that came out that ended up, I think, on my list, uh, or at least one of the songs that I listened to all in 2018. So then she dropped her her project, Love and Compromise, and man, the UK has just been very successful at cranking out like female R and B singers, oh, yes. like Georgia Smith, um, uh, what's her name, Leanne Le Havis, mm-hmm. Emily Sande, Estelle back in the day, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and Mahalia is just another one I think to continue that tradition. Um, Love and Compromise is a fun modern R and B album. She's got a really good voice. Um, the production is very solid. Um, and she's clearly got, you know, a good ear for songwriting. I think um, my one of my favorite songs, which was on my list, is uh, I Wish I Missed My Ex, that, that which was just like a yeah, it was just like a fun song they planned on making, but they didn't realize it was going to be such a hit. And it, it really is like the vibe of that is incredible. Every and time the yeah, goes, especially yeah. when she's just talking about like, yo, I broke up with a dude and right. now he calling me out of a closure. And I was like, I've been forgot about you. It's like, I ain't got nothing for you. Yeah. Yeah. So I really mess with that. Um, favorite songs, Karma. Definitely. Uh, I wish I missed my ex. I think those are my two favorites from this album. Yeah, this one was this one was nice too. But uh, I definitely think that the features on this one helped also. Like good company with with Terrence Martin. Yeah, and I think Terrence Martin with that damn that damn saxophone. Yo, oh, he's a legend. I know already. <laughs> um, and then I, obviously, and I think I, I, well, this may be another one that we may have to revisit when it comes time to talk about that workhorse because Burner Boy mm, is another yeah. one that has been just everywhere. Yep, polishing everything. Every feature that he's had to, he's had to do has come through and really just made a song that much better. I agree. I agree. Uh, so, yeah, that was number 14, Love and Compromise by Mahalia. Number 13, Chicks Tape 5 by Tory Lanez. Um, the concept for this album, 2000s, the, the year 2000, that era, R&B joints, he flipped a bunch of them. Like, he took it, remade into a new thing, but then he got the, the OG the original person who made the song to be on his version of the song. And I didn't realize that this was like an album. Like he, he legitimately got them involved so they could clear the song. You know, they hop on it and then he put out, I thought it was just going to be a mixtape, but Mm -hmm. I didn't realize like, no, this is like, this is an album. I think this is the first one that he's done like this that was released on an album because the previous ones were just like, this is just some free stuff because I can't get all this stuff cleared. (laughs) Um, 
I, I like this one too, man. I, I mm-hmm. thought there. The thing and the thing is, me with Tory Lanez, I've been a fan, but uh, you know, it was really due to to his beefs, like you know. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and I, yeah. but I, I thought this one was nice, and I like you said too, having all of the the different originals, like those OGs, really coming in to kind of put their signature on and say like this isn't this is okay. This has been okay by yours truly. Absolutely. And then, but not only that, their features. You know, mm-hmm. I, mean? I think the they all brought something to each of the songs, even though it was their song but different yeah i mean like it was clearly a different approach to to their original vision exactly this is another one that didn't need to be as long it was of course it was well over an hour but you know for the fact that he got a shanti on a joint and she sounds amazing Mm -hmm. still that was good um the one with chris brown was good uh the dream he brought back Ludacris. Mm -hmm. Um, and of course, Beauty in the Bins with Snoop Dogg and Jerry Springer with T Pain. I was about to say Jerry Springer was probably one of my favorites. Yeah, yeah. So you know, shout out to Tory because um, you know he's been mired in his own controversies and of course <laughs> his own beef. So I was glad that he was just getting back to the the music. He was inspired to do this album. He said by Chris Brown's Indigo album um and also by trey songs and so i was like yo whatever your inspirations were i'm glad <laughs> glad that you put out this we project more of those <laughs> yep so that was number 13 chicks tape five by tory lanes number 12 11 23 by bj the chicago kid um chicago artist who i've been following for a very long time back when he was doing like those like pineapple now laters like mixtapes mm-hmm. um i was glad to see he got a, a grammy nomination for this album because it's definitely deserved he's been doing classic traditional old school r&b yes. ever since he started like he has never strayed from like yo i'm this is what i'm doing like i'm the ogs who like who like made the foundation of this this format i'm sticking to that mm-hmm. putting my own spin on it um, he's got a great voice. He he had a lot of features on this album, and they all did their thing. Like mm-hmm. to open the the album with Anderson Pac, he had Getaway with Jid and mm-hmm. Buddy, which I'm almost positive was filmed at those sessions. Absolutely. <laughs> when I saw Jid Buddy, I was like, BJ Chicago kid was there. I was like, they definitely did this at the Dreamville exactly. session. Um, back it up with Eric Bellinger, who mm-hmm. himself has been making a name for the R and B music. Um, as well as, of course, the singles "Rather Be With You," "Time Today." Like every every song on here is just an, an amazing R and B song that yields to that that old school format, mm-hmm. and I love it. I love it. It was one of my favorite albums. Years ago, he did East Side High. He did a variation of East Side High uh-huh. uh, from uh, "Lean On Me," and that was it, man. That was literally <laughs> all I needed to hear to know that this man has skill. And this, what I like about it is it, it really rings true to the original song. But yep. like you said, he's taking it like up a notch. Yep. He, but the thing is, like, what I and this is honestly, I think verse, like in terms of placement on the list, I think this is perfect because what I liked about Tory Lanez is he was doing. He has always done a similar thing or, or not excuse me in that album he did he's done a similar thing to what uh what um what bj Chicago kid has been doing mm-hmm. uh for a while now which is kind of taking these original songs and, and flipping them like he did an ashanti cover a few years Man, ago and just yep. blew my mind yeah and that's what i liked about this one too this is one again though that i i have to say i did not give it um a true chance when it first came out mm-hmm. and we'll, there's another album on this that we'll talk about too where it's like that where i heard it the first time and i was like uh-huh. I have to let this one sit for a while and come back to it. So I need to revisit this one. Yeah, yeah, I definitely can understand that. Um, and it, it's fitting that he's on the Motown label because it's like you know that that's the best place for someone who's like continuing this this R and B vision is on Motown. So shout out to BJ Chicago Kid. 
um, comes in at number 12 um, with 11.23. Number 11, I, I um, agonized about this because that 11.12 spot between Sir and BJ Chicago Kid, it flipped so many times when I, I was making why. it. And then I listened to Chasing Summer one last time by <laughs> Sir, and I was like, this is a better album. Sir, you know, signed a TDE maybe a few years ago. Um, he put out an album last year, actually, that made this list. November, I think was the name of it. Yep. And then came back this year with another album that was even better than the last one. Yep. Like, even better features, everything. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's really good at R&B. It's got a neo soul vibe to it. But it even it even has like kind of like a darker approach to R&B, like from the, the content um, so I really like that. Um, he had Kendrick on the opening track, and that was one of the lead singles yeah. for Hair Down. And then Snug had the nerve to sneak Jill Scott in. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that song, Still Blue. Yep. I was like, come. Yeah. No, yeah, Jill, I, once I saw that, that uh, Jill was featured on this, I was very, very happy, especially, like you said, after that album from last year. Like, November was definitely a, mm-hmm. I say it, I don't say it, I, don't, I wouldn't say it's a classic yet, but I definitely say it's on the way. Yeah. Yep. I can see this one coming up behind it and being like, no, this is this is where it starts. This is how we're building that foundation. Yep. And um, and you can tell that, like, he's getting respect from some of the OGs. I mean, even though he's on Kendrick's label, the fact that Kendrick was like, yo, I'll give you a verse when I have told people I'm not working on anything else. I'm not even putting my own music. That's a big deal. He got Lil Wayne on a track. Jill Scott, that's insane. And even that joint with Sabrina Claudio, mm-hmm. That's Why I Love You, man, that yeah. that's one of the that's one of the best songs on the album. Um so Sir, if if you all haven't heard of Sir, you need to be watching because the fact that he can put out two albums like November and Chasing Summer back to back is incredible. So that that speaks to his work ethic and that speaks to how easily he can like make these songs. So shout out to him. Uh, shout out to TDE. I think they 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 got some hitters on their squad. Yeah, there's a reason coming through. I <laughs> yeah, I'm, I really enjoy watching his presence blow up because he. I think he got signed last year, if I'm mm-hmm. not mistaken. And just, I mean, I think that whole label is really starting to put the pieces together. Yep. And I think Sir is the perfect person to really anchor that R and B push to be able to Absolutely. have somebody that can that can really sing almost like a Nate Dogg. Like, yeah, I mean, maybe not skill wise. Sir is a lot better of a singer, but just like Nate Dogg's presence. Yeah, you know, presence yeah. on the track. I think was definitely is what Sir is kind of leaning to. But he's clearly shown that he can make his own music. He can yep. write his own, and I think that's definitely going to help him going uh, going in the long run. Yeah, and if and if we ever get a, a TDE compilation similar to Revenge of the Dreamers, mm. it's going to be a problem because just thinking about like Sir and SZA, like collaborating with all the like heavy hitters they have lyrically on that squad from Kendrick and Schoolboy Q all the way down to Isaiah Rashad. Mm-hmm. You get Sir and SZA in there, like that's going to be a album of the year contender before you even hear it. Like, yeah, yeah. like I hope that happens. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was number 11, Chasing Summer by Sir. Number 10, To Myself by Baby Rose. I, I talked about this. Baby Rose has been one of my favorite discoveries from this year. Uh, she's been making music for a minute, um, but I hadn't heard of her before the the Dreamville album, um, and then she was on Crit's album, and then I saw her show up on like a Robert Glasper album, mm-hmm. um, and then she dropped her her project to myself, which I believe is her debut. She's twenty five. Uh, she's on an independent uh, label. Um, 
to myself is amazing. She she wrote it about a breakup that she has had. She has a very unique voice and she uses every single bit of it. Like I've never heard a voice like hers sound as good as it does on these songs. Every single it it was I had to stop myself from putting like six of her songs <laughs> on my top 50 list because like there was just so many where it was like, oh, that harmony. Mm-hmm. It was like, oh, when did she do that riff? Like, mm-hmm. yeah. like she's a very good singer. And like the songwriting, you know, at such a young age at 25 is incredible. I can't even imagine trying to write songs this good at the age of 25. Yeah, I, I really think that her voice is what really transcends the, the ears, man. I think it, it really it sounds so unique and it really it, it's it's just so different I don't know what to, I really can't even, I mean, like you were saying the harmonies and everything as well mm-hmm. but it's just something about her sound the sound of her voice is not something I've heard before Absolutely. and that's what I really mess with like that's one of my favorite artists uh, you know rest in peace Amy Winehouse mm-hmm. one of those people where her voice just yep. the sound of her voice the way she approached some of those songs it's just something is different about it and it's yeah. something that I want more of it's something I want to continue to go back to yep um but I'll be honest, this is not a song, not an album that I really could pick a favorite song from. Like it's yeah. just like the whole project, like, the whole thing, what it is. the like, whole <laughs> thing, man. I, I did have some that just like it's it's something about some of the like harmonies and melodies that like put a, a few of them over the top for me, like over borderline mm-hmm. in your arms, in your arms. I will give uh, you artifacts, like but really. The whole album is amazing. And it's a short album, too. I don't think it, it had it that long of a... Yeah, yeah. yeah so songs. definitely, definitely. I was I was like... Because uh, sometimes when I'm making those lists, I do it in buckets. Like, I'm like, okay, this song has to be in the top five. It's a, This song has to be in the top ten. And I was like, To Myself is a top ten album. Like, yeah. I, I got to mm-hmm. put that up there. Uh, so that was number ten, To Myself. Number nine, The Lost Boy by YBN Corday. <laughs> um... This one here, this is a fun one, and the reason I'm laughing is, as you know, is because after this came out, I had to text, uh, text you, and I was like, man, I don't know if that did it for me. Like, I, yeah. I was expecting a lot more out of his debut, and then I had to go back, and I was like, nah, I'm wrong. I, texted you, I think I texted you like two or three days later. You I did. Like, ah, you know what? This just disregard. If I could hit unsend, like I would, because this one was nice. Um, and I think what I loved about it, too, was that even the features, I feel like none of his features really outshined him. Yeah. Like he brought the weight every time he came in with a clear idea of what he was trying to do. He brought in, um, you know, a little bit of that. Uh, he kind of pulled back the veil a little bit on his life and, you know, with mm-hmm. talking about his grandmother and even having his, was it his grandmother, I think, that sang that song on there? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like just having those moments and some of the skits. Um, and, I, and, and I think on top of that, too, I think perfect length. 15 songs, 45 minutes, like, yep. I can do that. <laughs> Absolutely. I can really take that and enjoy that. And, I, and the fact that each song builds off of one another. There were a couple near the end, though, that I thought probably, I wouldn't say could be scrapped, mm-hmm. uh, but I would just say replaced with something, just in terms of the, the vibe and the energy. It just kind yeah. of went from being up to real flat at some moments. Yeah, I definitely feel that. Um, and, like, the way that he was able, he, he's such a weird in a good way artist because he's so young like i want to say he's i don't know how old he is but he's he can be more than 25 and he has such a like old school like sound to him like the way he raps his flow some of the production that was like made for this album that he chooses it's it it was like it was straight out of the the 90s like Mm -hmm. but yet he's able to like take that like old school feel that he has and like modernize it um an example is like 
uh, R&P, Rich Nigga Problems that he did with Anderson oh Pac. Like, just the vibe of that, and you can thank J. Cole a lot for this since he produced it, but, mm-hmm. like, it has, like, a weird, weird 90s feel to it, and the way they're just, like, going back and forth, that reminds me of, like, what how they used to rap in the 90s a little bit, and he did that on a few other songs, like, maybe, uh, I think it was Bad Idea featuring Chance, mm-hmm. it sampled a Scarface song, and so, like, He's able to to walk the line between, I think, two genres similar to J. Cole's Middle Child song. Like mm-hmm. YBN Corday is the epitome of that. Um, and this was a this was his debut. So just think about how far he can go and how much he has behind him. Like yeah. he got features from Pusha T, Meek Mill, Chance, Anderson Pac. That shows you. I always look at features like that and like how serious they are because it's like if you can get like some of the big artists to be on your album, your debut. That means that they see something in you, and I trust them. Like yes. I trust what Pusha T thinks about about an artist because you know he's one of the greats and he's been through this. And if he was like, "Yo, let me get it, let me put a verse on YB and Corday's album," then that means something. Oh yeah, yeah. And I think here we are again, Ty Dolla Sign coming through. You know, yep. to make another song <laughs> way back home, way better than. And not to say that it, the song wasn't good, but just uh, once again pushing that song to where to the level. And yeah. really hoping, like, really helping to shine some light on who YB and Corday is because I think once he, I forget what the name of his group is, but I am very happy that he is not doing nearly as much music with the rest of them because yes. they're just they're just too different. Like, yeah, I enjoyed it, but like, there's a yeah. couple of songs where like when the other two are rapping, I'm just like, yo, like, where is YB and Corday at? Like, I don't need to hear from y'all. <laughs> He's so much better than yeah. them. It's it, sad. It, it, it is. It is. It's so sad. And I know you were telling like the story about how they met, and like it kind of makes sense. Oh yeah, because they were just like a gaming group. Yeah, right? it was yeah. so weird. Yeah, and it's like how, like the fact that they came together off of that. But going back to YB and Corday, yeah, this this Have Mercy is one of those that I still yep. bump. Thanksgiving was really dope. Yeah, uh, R&P as we mentioned, um, and then that Family Matters with Aaron Ray, I thought was mm-hmm. was, was smooth. I yeah. thought this one this one was a well well put together album. Intro all the way through in absolutely really nice front to back. Yeah, shout out to YB and Corday. He came in at number nine with the Lost Boy, number eight. Everything's for Sale by Boogie, another album that you put me onto. I think this came out way early, like January. Yeah, January, February, something like that. And this one I still come back to. Just yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, there's like four songs of these that yeah. stayed in my playlist. And so every time I like, hear one, I'm like, I got to go listen to the whole album. Yeah. Um, I'm excited for this year coming up with, with Boogie because I feel like Boogie got some got something that he's, he, I think, dropped a couple of songs on IG. And I, I just love the fact that really? it's, it's gritty, it's West Coast. You think he'll drop again this year? I, think I could see it. Maybe Ooh. it say maybe you know something, something okay. small EP or something like that. I like that. I could see something, and mainly because this album pissed me off because of how short it was. Like this Dude. is one of those albums that I didn't need it to be an hour. I mm-hmm. needed at least fifty minutes out of this one. Yeah, only because the 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 reflection, like tire slash reflections. If that's how you started off the album, I was yep. just like, yo, yep, that's all I needed. Silent Ride is probably one of the best, like riding around songs like if you yep. I mean think about the song called Silent Ride like, exactly one of those songs that <laughs> like if it's quiet in the car and you need that time to think like this is a song that you're supposed to replace that uh-huh. with because it's going to help you get to whatever you need um, I definitely once again Snow Allegra coming through with time at the end mm-hmm. Self Destruction was one of my favorites uh, and then obviously that, that Rainy Days with Eminem just both of them just demolished yeah. song, that, that song oh my goodness he's, a, he's an incredible rapper but he he also has an ear for melody that I think is really good. 
Um, yeah, the fact that there's 13 songs on this album and eight of them didn't even get past three minutes. No, like, no. come on, man. You got to give us some more music than that. <laughs> exactly. Um, but I love this album. I love Soho with Jid. Yes. Um, no Warning was actually one of my favorite songs. Like, mm-hmm. the way that, like, choir comes in, <laughs> like, behind them, it's so reflective. Like, even his flow is, like, so, like, pinching and so just, like, like he's deep in thought. Like, mm-hmm. I was like, yo, shout out to Devin for putting me on in this. Because I had never heard a dude. Yeah. And I think you just, you, like, sent the album over or something. And so I listened to it, and I was like... It's very rare that I like listen to an album and like from the like first two songs, I'm just like yeah. And I think this was his debut, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I think so. Two really really solid mixtapes. One was like First Forty Eight or Thirst Forty Eight or something like that. Uh huh. Yeah, Um, Thirst Forty Eight. Another one. uh, I think it's maybe even just a part two. Yep. But I I was man, I was really impressed with this. And my this actually um, shout out to my dude uh, Garrett Garrett Wells uh, out of Milwaukee actually. Mm was the one that actually put me on the boogie okay the first album when it came out and that's when, when this one came out and i listened to just like i said those first, honestly really that first track yeah and i was like yo i gotta send this over to, i gotta send this over to him like this gotta be featured on the pod yeah yeah it was insane like it was like as soon as i heard it like it took me to a whole nother level i was like this dude is serious mm-hmm. like you, sometimes you just know when you like hear an album for the first time you're like yep this is it yeah coming through with the end of that it, this that self-destruction yeah yeah <laughs> yeah once yeah and that's honestly the remind that just that little verse right there even reminds me a little bit of like that same kind of feel you get from crash talk oh um, and, yep uh, and specifically that uh that num num juice like mm-hmm. that two door coupe that's kind of what yeah. that does for me is that same because you just gonna be in the car just going <laughs> in, like, hey, yep <laughs> shout out to boogie came in at number eight Everything's for sale. Uh, number seven, Legacy Legacy by Jamila Woods. Um, she's another Chicago artist. Um, she put out one of my favorite projects called Heaven back in 2016. And so three years between that album and this one, I was curious if she'd be able to to keep the vibe going. And to be honest, this is one of the albums for me where when I first listened to it straight through, I was like, eh. I was like, ah, this, this wasn't as good as heaven. Uh, all right. And so I, I didn't really go back to it until like, let's see, this came out in May. And I think maybe, maybe in July, I like picked it back up again and started listening to it. And I, I had a couple songs from it, like Basquiat with Saba and Baldwin with Nico Segal. Oh, yeah. That those two songs stayed in the playlist, even though I wasn't messing with the album. And the more I listened to those two songs, I was like, let me go back to the album. And then I went through and I was like, Okay, I was tripping. Yeah. I was like, well, and I won't even say you were tripping because there are songs that I feel that were on here that mm-hmm. I, I just didn't like. Yeah, like it's not to say that it was a bad song, but it just yeah. for what the concept of this album was, mm-hmm. like for these songs to to apparently uh, you know embody these people. Yeah, like yeah. Just, I didn't always get that. You know yeah, what I mean? and like and maybe not didn't get it, but it was like her approach, the message, the what of what it is about James Baldwin and Baldwin that she wanted to show mm-hmm. wasn't always very apparent. It just yep. seemed like there was a little bit of a veil there. I and, agree. And this again, this is one of those those same uh, you know same albums where production and the the music and everything behind it was very nice lyrically. Yep. There were some moments where I was like, okay, but it, it's one of those that I probably would have been lower on my list. Also, mm-hmm. it's probably one of those probably would have been in my twenties. I think. Yeah, and I don't know who Slot A is, but he produced thirteen songs. He produced like ten of these songs. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Uh, whoever he is, I need to find out or her find out more about them because like the production on this was really good. But yeah, I agree with you. That was what what didn't do it for me. It was like, well, 
this song is named Zora, but like I don't I don't really like understand like why it's named Zora. And there are there are other people who have done albums like this where every song is named after a person, mm-hmm. where it's like more apparent. Like oh okay, this is why it's named that. Yeah. Like maybe it's just in the hook, or maybe it's like a, a feeling, or like that yeah. person embodied. But I didn't get that all the way with this one. But uh, at the end of the day, like. There were a lot of songs in here where I was like, like Baldwin alone with Nico. Mm-hmm. I think I think that ended up making my my top ten. It's it's an amazing song. It is, yeah. Um, Saba's verse on Basquiat, like Saba, he came through. <laughs> yep, yep. Uh, um, the mind. I don't know if you've listened to the mind much. He was featured on that Sun Ra. Yeah, the mind is is a fire artist too. If I'm not mistaken, he might be out of Chicago. I can't remember. Maybe I could be wrong. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. So um. You know, I you know she ended at seven because I thought the album was still very good, but the concept of it was the same concept that Rhapsody did for her album, and Rhapsody did it way better. So Rhapsody ended up a lot higher, but Jamila Woods' Legacy Legacy album came in at number seven. Um, number six is Igor by Tyler the Creator. Now there was a lot of controversy about this album this year because one. DJ Khaled throughout the year got upset because Igor was at number one and his father, Versailles, <laughs> was at number two. So he threw some shade talking about how it wasn't hip hop. It was all of that. Um, and then it got nominated for a best rap album in this year's Grammys, um, which is going to happen in February or whatever. And people were like, what? Igor is not a rap album. Um, but. I think all those people are are hating a little bit. Like Tyler the Creator, if you listen to this album, like I as soon as I heard it, I was like Tyler the Creator is at the peak of his game right now. Like if you look at where he's come from to the music that he's been making over the past yes. 4 or 5 years, like to you you can't even you wouldn't even imagine they were the same people. Exactly. Like if you listen to Wolf or not even Wolf actually bastard i think it was Mm -hmm. and goblin and like as soon as he hit wolf he started to transition to something else and there was cherry bomb Mm -hmm. and then there was flower boy and then now igor and it's just like like he is making like music that doesn't it doesn't really have a genre Mm because there's it's it's r&b because he's he's very good with melody um and instrumentation but at the same time, he's a very good rapper. Like, I wouldn't want to go bar for bar with Tyler, like, if it really came down to it. Um, and just, like, his ear for the music sonically is incredible. Like, so a lot of these songs just sound very good. Yeah. And that's what I think made this album so good for me. It wasn't, like, a particular verse. It was just the fact that from Igor's theme to Are We Still Friends, like, this is just really good sounding music. Yeah. Well, and I think we've talked, uh, you've mentioned it before, He, I mean, he's a huge Pharrell fan, and you can hear Pharrell in this yes. album. You can hear the the way that he is transcending, and, and I'm, I'm sorry, not transcending, transitioning, really, mm-hmm. from being only rap to kind of what, just music. You know yeah, what I mean? yeah, like, exactly. It doesn't really fit a lot. And um, I, what I really enjoyed about this album and Flower Boy, mm-hmm. honestly, was the soundtrack that they did to The Grinch. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tyler is all over that. Every song you hear him, that that deep voice is just yep. really making it. Like, and I'm like, this is a kids movie. Like, I do not care if it's a kids movie. This yep. is an album that I will play. Absolutely. And that's kind of how I felt like this one was. This is kind of a part of that transition where it's like I'm tired of just making 
one album that fits into this genre. Mm-hmm. Music is everything. Music can literally be whatever you want it to be. And yep. that's what this album is. It's really just whatever the hell you wanted it to be. Absolutely. Um, I really liked all of the songs, but my favorite, Earthquake for sure, is yes. like, that's one of my favorite songs. Running Out of Time, mm-hmm. uh, Are We Still Friends, man. Uh, gone, Gone, Slash okay. Thank You. Mm-hmm. I think, like, it's, the, the vibes on this this album are never ending it's only a 40 minute album and it doesn't feel like it like it feels like it's it's so much longer because mm-hmm. the music is that good so yeah I feel like he really stretched out each song yeah yeah so Igor by Tyler the Creator comes in at number 6 number 5 Bandana Freddie Gibbs and Mad Lib <laughs> um, I don't have much to say about this album besides like Freddie Gibbs and Mad Lib might be one of the best combinations that we have in hip hop from the the production that Mad Lib creates to just like like how Freddie keeps elevating with every project like his his um his flow is consistent but also like the things that he talks about like whether it's dark or whether it's just like how realistic it is like the visuals that you get when you listen to him rap mm-hmm. is next level. Like he's really good at making you like feel like you're a part of what you're listening to. Um, Pinata back in I don't even remember when that came out. Pinata. Twenty. Oh god, I don't remember. Twenty sixteen, maybe mm-hmm. twenty fourteen. Yeah, it was like two years. Ago. I think it was two, two or three years ago. Okay. Okay. So yeah, probably twenty twenty sixteen then. Um, that was our first like foray into like okay. Okay, Freddie Gibbs and Mad Lib. That's interesting. They're kind of mm-hmm. like opposites attract. Um, and then they release Bandana, and apparently they're going to release a third project in this trilogy. I didn't know it was a trilogy. Um, it's going to be called Montana. So we might get that, I would guess, probably 2022 maybe. Um, but Mad Lib made all these beats on his iPad, which is <laughs> how. I don't even know how you would do that. But um, I thought this was incredible. The fact that... Um, he had Anderson Pac on Giannis. That was one of the mm-hmm. hardest songs. He had Palm Olive, Pusha T delivered possibly a verse of the year. Pusha T. And, and then Killer Mike. Killer Mike was just on the hook. Like the fact that he was just like, you know, Killer Mike, I don't even need you for a verse. Just <laughs> me and Pusha handle the rapping. You just, right. just give a fire hook. Exactly. Um, yeah, this is this is one of the best hip hop albums of the year. I agree. I think Freddie Gibbs especially has been one that I was not a huge fan of initially, but over the years, I'm like, damn, I kind of want to go to Gary, Indiana, see what it's Yo. like. Yo, <laughs> like, I just want to drive through real quick and see if what he's talking about is real. Because, like you said, he's such a visual. He's such a visual rapper. Like he's he's one of these gritty storytellers. It's like this is where I'm from, and this is what it looks like yep. to be me here. Yep. And um, no, yeah, I, I, I like this one. And but again, it was not one of. It's not one that I initially. And I, actually, I think you may have sent this to me. Oh yeah, I think so. Because I again mess with Freddie Gibbs as a lyrical artist, but at the same time, did not really understand. This whole, this whole combination at first yeah and and i was late to this party as well like i didn't listen to pinata when it came out in 2016 i think i was maybe like two years like might not have been till last year mm-hmm. when i listened to pinata and i was like yo what was i missing <laughs> and then i heard bandana was coming out i was like okay i'm up to speed like i i gotta be a part of this um so yeah that was a top five album for me um bandana by freddie gibbs and mad lib comes in at number five number four is the lion king the gift so this was the soundtrack that beyonce and a bunch of artists made for the latest lion king uh uh, movie 
um, that dropped this year. Twenty-seven songs, only fifty-four minutes in length because it, you know, it had some skits in there. Um, but this was a top four album of the year because it did what Black Panther, the Kendrick album, did last year, but for a different genre of music. Like, exactly. I think this was as good as the Black Panther soundtrack was. It was just a different vibe. Like, mm-hmm. Black Panther was like gritty hard hip-hop mixed with like some some like soft r&b like the ways and like you know a bunch of songs like that yeah yeah but this was like you know it really took that africa mantle and there was a lot of that's been happening with the list this year from Mm -hmm. jadena to goling to this but like all of the artists that were featured on this um from i'm pretty sure burner boy was on a song i'm pretty sure Wizkid was involved like she got artists who are from africa and then a bunch of like choruses and like background singers and all of that from africa to like lend their voices to this album and that made it even better so like and i think on top of that too i I appreciated the fact that she allowed certain artists to just be themselves on these songs so yeah that ja ra i don't even know if that's how you say it but Uh those those albums like burner boy do you Yep. You know, go crazy like make sure that they know your name at the end of this yep. and there's a bunch of different artists on this album that I think were able to accomplish that but I will still say that there were some that were a little bit of a disappointment too mm-hmm. um, but not many like I really yeah. enjoyed Scar but at the same time I honestly could have went without it like okay. just, it, it, it just it was another one of those songs that was too quick for me yeah yeah uh, that's real but uh, at the same time like coming behind that my power with Tear at Whack like Ooh. I would love Tear at Whack Yep, I'm really just gonna drop the mic on that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and she came through. Um, what else? Oh man, just just looking at the names of these songs is like, and and they're starting to play in my head, and it's just it gives me such a happy feeling because so many of these songs are so good. Mood forever, Beyonce, Jay, Childish. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, there's a song. Oh, find your way back. Yes, uh, that song is really good. The vibe on it, like. There's just the energy from this song. Like you can put some any of these songs, well not any of them, but most of these songs on in a club, and you're gonna get people dancing. Like it's it was an incredible energy. Beyonce came through. She gave some of some of her best performances. Like what's the name of that song? Other side is good. Mm-hmm. That's bigger. Nile with Kendrick. Bigger. Yeah. Oh, bigger is amazing. Yeah. So I was like, I was like, you know what? Beyonce is gonna find a way to make it to the top of these lists. I was like, this is a top five album. I gotta put it at number four. Um, that was The Lion King, The Gift by Beyonce and a bunch of other artists. Number three, Eve by Rhapsody. Um, this this album switched place places with the number one album, I think, was set for me um, when I was making this list. But the two and three, um, it was an R&B album. And then this album by Rhapsody, they kind of they kind of flipped a lot. But Rhapsody, I'm so glad that she is getting the the recognition. About um, damn time. <laughs> it, yeah, because she's been doing this. She's been doing this for a long time, and you know, I'm glad that people are starting to take notice. Uh, she had the same concept as Jamila Woods did for her album. So every song is named after a woman um, that she respects. So she's got. Uh, Nina after Nina Simone, Aaliyah after Aaliyah, Oprah, Whoopi after Whoopi Goldberg, Serena after Serena Williams, and unlike Jamila Woods' album, in almost every one of the songs, like Rhapsody makes it clear why this song is named mm-hmm. after this person. Like you got um, 
what is it? I think it was Cleo. Yeah, Cleo. I think that song, she named it after um, Cleo, uh, Queen Latifah's character, I'm pretty sure, from Set It Off. Mm. Um, and you can hear that in the song. Serena's one of the best songs on this album. Oh, yeah, of course. And you can, you can hear... Like even just the vibe of that song, it's like okay, I see why this is about Serena Williams. Like it's yeah. it's hype and it's one of the like most energetic songs on the album. Rhapsody is is rapping better than I think she ever has. Like she's she's at the top of her game. She knows this in this album specifically. She's starting to flaunt a lot more. Like she's like starting to flex a little bit. Yeah, she's like, look, like now that y'all some of y'all starting to pay attention. Like y'all slept on me. Yeah, like I'm one of the best. Exactly, <laughs> like. Yeah. And and I think she's she's maybe had some you know some people whispering in her ear and she wanted to get something off her chest on this album and you can see it even from the first song Nina like it's like okay like when I heard that I was like oh Rhapsody is about to she's about to bury some people on this <laughs> oh, one yeah. um, the joint Iptihaj with Jizza and D'Angelo like just the neo soul vibes on that song was incredible. Um, yeah, this is a great album. Yeah, I think the two things from this album that I love the most were the the features, um, especially the the Mariba. Um, with yeah, and I think that one's a good one because she's not very well known, but she has True. been killing it for a while. She does she does done a lot of work with uh, Earth Gang and Jid actually. Yeah, and uh, I, I was happy to see her. Um, but then pulling people out of the woodwork, like you got Queen Latifah on here, you got Jizz on here. Like I thought, though, and and I I still struggle to say her name. The woman featured on Oprah. Oh, I can never. See yeah, it always. Shoes. I think it's legally, but I always mess it up too. Yeah, gee, she. I, I feel like that. The, those individual pieces. She went hard on the place. Song. Like, and then the second piece, get Rhapsody and Ninth Wonder in a room. And yes, that's all you need because you can yes. hear Ninth Wonder all over this. Yes, like I, I've all, Ninth Wonder has always been one of my favorite producers, mm-hmm. and this is just another classic for me. It's ironically, I was talking to you earlier about how I used to used to rap, and that's why I have a lot of this equipment. Uh, I did a project um, that was just me rapping over Ninth Wonder beats oh, yeah. because I found like I found on the internet like just like a full like tape of like fifty just like Ninth Wonder instrumentals and I was like, yo, this dude is one of the best producers ever, oh, yeah. and he yeah. and he really is. He really is. Like he has a style that's like really soulful. He's incredible with the sample. I would say on par with Kanye as far as like oh, yes. sampling soul music. Yes. Um, and. When you hear a Ninth Wonder beat, you know it's Ninth Wonder, and you're mm-hmm. like, okay, mm-hmm. this is about to be. And rarely can he like get people who can rap on par with his production. Yeah. And Rhapsody did just that on this album. I would mm-hmm. say Ninth Wonder and Eric G. I think kind of split the production for this album, and it's it's incredible. Yeah, I was like, this is this is I think my third best album of the year. The two above it, I think, deserve to be above it, but you know, I, I had to I had to put this one up there. Uh, so yeah, number three was Eve by Rhapsody. Number two, Shea Butter Baby by Ari Lennox. Ari Lennox, sick. <laughs> yes, yes, and I, I I feel confident saying that right now. I know it's it hasn't been out a year, but I feel confident saying like, yo, she put out a classic. Yeah, I think this is one of those like Lauren Hill esque albums. Like, yep. it just brought so much. Um, so much that I, I mean it's one of those albums I still I'm still going back to still oh, suggesting yeah. I'm still sending this this whole album to people at my job like hey yep. check this one out this is definitely one you want to listen to yep and um 
I honestly feel like it definitely is one of the best R&B albums of the year for me. Like, Agreed. Just the soul, the way I felt listening to it. Mm-hmm. And the funny thing about this one, too, is another one of those albums. We talked about it earlier about those albums that you can really relate to or that have been that relate to other people. Yeah. And like New Apartment is a song is a, is a song that I, as a man, can yeah. also relate to. Yeah. Wanting to walk around this bitch, but like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it is what it is. Like you, sometimes you just get to your house after a long day and that's what yep. you want to do. Sometimes you don't want to wash the dishes. Very true. But it's your apartment. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. can't nobody tell me what exactly. <laughs> so, man, I, I I really enjoy Shea Butter Baby. Definitely one of those that I'm yep. gonna keep coming back to for a very long time. The features I thought were were great. Yeah, and just Ari being Ari, Ari just Ari being Ari. Ari Lennox is definitely definitely one of the the, the next steps. Yeah, and she um you know she was upset because she didn't win the Soul Train Award for this this album, and I was like I would be upset too. Uh-huh. How are you going to tell me? And she actually lost it to Lizzo. And it's like, how, how can you tell me that Lizzo's album was more soulful than Shea Butter Baby? This is the most soulful album that came out this year. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Lizzo, Lizzo literally should have gave that away. Like, yeah, she should have She should have like went to somebody to get it re-engraved right. with Ari Lizzo's name and be like, here, you deserve this. This is really Um Elite and uh, Ron Gilmore, two of the, the producers on the Dreamville team, uh, together, they are a serious threat, and they produce most of this album. The soul that just like leaks out of this from up late to speak to me, static. I think was one of the the best songs I heard this year. Um, Break me off, like they they sampled that Busta Rhymes joint on that. Like it's it's an incredible album, and this was mm-hmm. her this was her debut. Mm-hmm. Like, what are we saying? It's like, I can't I can't even imagine how she's gonna top it, but I know she will. I, right, and this, this is another one of those albums. Perfect length, twelve yep. songs. Yep, like 45, 50 minutes. Yep, like, exactly. That's what I need. Yep, that was number two, Shea Butter Baby by Ari Lennox, and now finally, you all should know what it is <laughs> because you haven't heard me say it yet. But the number one album of the year is Revenge. Of the Dreamers Three by Dreamville. <laughs> Very well deserved. <laughs> this, you know, when this came out, I was like, okay, this this is probably album of the year. I would be. It, it came out a little little early though. July. It came out in July, so I was like, ah, uh, you know, there's still time for something to to like take this out of the number one spot. I don't see it happening, yeah. but. Surprise albums happen all the time. Right. And then the months flew by and I was like, <laughs> where are those albums at? Because uh, it's still Revenge of the Dreamers 3. Uh, like, and it, it's not even, it's not even just like a Dreamville bias because when you just look at th- what they did to create this album, sending out all those invitations, inviting artists from all over the genres, like people that they just respect to like, let's just chop it up for 10 days mm-hmm. and make some music. I, I appreciate that about the process because I think that music that is made collaboratively like that is some of the best music that we can get. Yeah. And they proved it because every single song that like had people from different, you know, labels, different groups coming together that you would have never thought you would see, they made they made masterpieces. Yeah. No, I, I definitely have to agree. I think everything about this album from front to back was just just perfect. Like you could just tell that there was just so much creativity. So many different uh, different perspectives, like mm-hmm. people coming from different backgrounds. You've got East Coast, West Coast blending with the South. Um, I, I think my, I mean, it's, this is another one of those that there's so many favorites on it that it's hard to find one that I dislike. But 
as you mentioned, I just wish there was more R&B. Like, even just a little bit. Yeah, that, that was... Time, I get yep. why. Like, I understand what the, like, the approach was, but you got Ari Lennox, like... <laughs> and, and, and so the problem with that is... So I could get if there was just, like... If, like, they just only had, like, a couple R&B songs. But the fact that Ari is on the label, like, this is supposed to be a Dreamville compilation. Yeah. So, first and foremost, you need to make sure that every Dreamville artist gets at least three songs. At the very least. It doesn't, they don't have to have a full verse because there were, there were plenty of songs on here where people showed up for four bars and then they were gone. Right. Like, Young Nudie. Like, mm-hmm. he, like, it was a bunch of songs where they cut his verse off halfway through. So... They they needed to make sure that all right this is our label we need to make sure that our label is eaten on this album and then we'll invite everybody else in so I think they did Ari dirty yeah. um, on this album that was that was the one thing yeah, that like literally. that like upset me about the project but other than that you know we got we got some classic songs on here like in the one R and B or like a couple R and B songs that we did get like self love and got me mm-hmm. are incredible. Oh yeah, yeah, and that's the thing. It's just like I just I really just wish there was more of it. Yeah, it just it, you get it. it it's a I mean it's I won't say a super long album. I mean it is. I think it is an hour. Like just over an hour. Right, I think exactly. Yeah. So like just having that like that's okay. I don't I don't mind it being that long, but. There were moments where it's just like, you know, we're, it is isn't kind of up and down album. Like, I mean, yeah. because it's a compilation, because you're bringing so many people in, you're not going to have everybody on the same vision or say anybody with the same vision, the same understanding yeah. as like, OK, your song needs to kind of fit with this or this one needs to go here. Yeah. But, you know, I just I love Vince Staples on this album. I really buddy. I think we talked about was the MVP of this yep. album. Um, I thought Middle Child could have been left off just because it was a dope single that like, yeah. you know, was kind of like, a, oh, let's just throw that in there. Honestly, um, that and Swivel, I think, could have been left yeah, off. Exactly. Yeah. There, I mean, there's a couple that I really would say, yeah, I probably wouldn't have put that one on here. Yeah. Um, but I think front to back, I mean, I think what they were able to do with this album, starting off the whole album with Under the Sun featuring the baby, I think was the best way to kick this off because it says, here we go. Yeah. Like, they was in, here we go. All North Carolina artists on that, on that album, too, because Lute is from NC, too. Mm-hmm. So, man. And they ending it with like the the bookends of this album was really good because mm-hmm. they ended it with sacrifices. Mm-hmm. That was a verse of the year candidate from Saba. Smino did his thing. Cole had an amazing verse, mm-hmm. and then they let uh, let's see, he goes by Olu now instead of uh, Johnny Venus. But oh, yeah. mm-hmm. he started off that song and he got two verses to mm-hmm. eat. He really showcased uh, what he can do. That's unique. It's it's incredible. I was yeah. just like. I was making this list and it was very easy for me to put the one. I was like, I'm just going to put this up here. I was like, nothing else is better than this. This is, this is it. And then we'll go from there. Yeah. I really, this is another one that, um, you know, I may not listen to every song again, but there are just so many that are so good that it, I'll listen to quite a few of them. I mean, I, I, uh, boss has always been one of my favorites and, um, I really enjoyed his role in this album. I enjoyed the oh, yeah. little, the little bit of spilled milk that he released after, yeah, after yeah. the fact, like, we we talked about that too. Like I'm really excited to see where this what this album can do for a lot of these young artists um, that are going to be releasing music more than likely coming in the next year. Yeah, that's the thing. This is the this is their trampoline. Yep, yep. This is this this album is the gift that keeps on giving because mm-hmm. they made 150 some songs and they released what do we get 18. Right. So <laughs> there's there's lots of songs coming down the pipeline that were made in this same environment. They're going to be just as good as these songs. So. I can't wait for those to be released. Um, and we haven't got um, solo projects from a few people in a while. So, you know, Kaz, 
um, Jid dropped last year, so mm-hmm. he's gonna be due for something. So you know, Kaz, Jid, mm-hmm. um, maybe even Omen and Loot mm-hmm. are gonna drop some projects within the next couple years that are gonna feature music from this, these sessions. So yeah. I can't wait for it. Uh, so yeah, that you know that was the the undisputed number one album of the year for me. So that is the top twenty five list for twenty nineteen. Um, we did it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we made it through. Um, I'm excited for for twenty twenty because you know it's it's kind of easy. Most artists release music on a two year two year schedule. I think. Um, so it's 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 fun because we had such a big year in 2018 and it's like well those artists are probably going to drop something next year so mm-hmm. i'm excited to see what that music is um shout out to devin for joining me first time on the pod yes, um, to discuss all of these albums um this is likely the the last episode that will be featured um in an audio format. I'm not going to promise that because it's possible that when we move to Twitch that I can take those episodes and post them as audio. Um, but I'm also not promising that. <laughs> so um, I believe January 15th um, will be the, the first official Twitch episode. And I'm going to be uh, talking about the most anticipated albums of 2020. So you definitely don't want to miss that. I might do... I might stream live on Twitch maybe a week before that, just kind of as an introductory um, stream talking about how you can utilize like the features that Twitch has and things like that. But uh, yeah, this has been fun. It is, it is time for the next chapter thinking outside the boom box. Um, Shout out to everybody that's been listening. You already know you can subscribe, rate and review wherever you listen to podcasts um this list will be featured in the podcast newsletter go to thinking outside the boombox.com to get that um but other than that is there anything you want to plug no not really man i mean uh i'm, I mean, I'm on the socials but i mean yeah. I, I don't post so <laughs> i feel you i feel you i mean that's just music for me man i mean yeah. I, uh, you know, like i said living in texas but um you know really enjoying learning about like houston rap and things yeah. like that so i definitely We'll just say pay attention to my, to to dudes like Maxo Cream out of Houston. I think oh yeah, better artists coming out of that area. Um, I mean, everybody knows about D Smoke already coming out of Cali. Yes, that man is a, that man is on another level. He's about to change the game here soon. Um, yeah, man. It's uh, other than that. I mean, I was just. I think the last thing I'm gonna say is that Earth Gang needs to needs to recover. G because Mirrorland was not good. I was. It wasn't. I wanted to put it on the good. list. Even as an honorable mention, but I was like, it I can't. Just, it was sad, especially after making us wait. <laughs> All that time. <laughs> That's it, man. I'm, I'm, uh, the, other than that, man, I appreciate you for having me on. Um, it's uh, definitely been a follower of the show since you told me about it, and I pass it along to every friend that I had that's like oh I like music okay cool listen to the podcast <laughs> I appreciate so, that so yeah I'm always uh, always trying to plug you in uh, to, to a lot of the people out in Texas so yeah. just keep doing your thing man much love yeah so that is it that is it I mean ho- hopefully I'll be able to figure out some audio stuff and I'll, I'll be able to get back to you all but you know slide on over to Twitch you know <laughs> twitch.tv slash thinking outside the boombox I already got the link you can go there right now actually hit the follow button and um, follow the stream and you'll be able to get notified whenever a stream is happening but uh, yeah this has been thinking outside the boombox your number one source for hip hop and R&B news peace
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 